Ah, uh, what is up, good people? How's everybody doing today? I'm like 90% sure it's Thursday, but like, I am, I'm not 100%. I don't see anybody in the chat. <laughs> I have no outside confirmation it is Thursday. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead with the show. Uh, basically until somebody uh, turns me off and cancels my program, so that's that's where we're at. <laughs> Assuming we are uh, Thursday, we are live for the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Um, uh, so yeah, how's everybody doing? <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> oh man! Oh, I apologize. The chat. The chat has people in it. Remember, we're on a delay here, so when I say that there is no nobody in the chat, it was really back when there was nobody in the chat, back in the uh, in the day. It's a technical term. So let's just settle on down. No need to get uppity just yet. <laughs> uh, that there will be plenty of time for that coming. So, what's new in the world this week? I don't know. I don't really know. I've really uh, I've been uh, very lax. In, in getting some information. There's some stuff going on that has reached my attention stuff. Like, obviously, uh, if you haven't heard, Prince Philip, uh, the husband of Queen Elizabeth of England, died. Um, 99 years old, man. It's a good life if you're basically all but a king, right? Like, I mean, I don't know if that position is now open. I don't want to be married to Queen Elizabeth, but, like, that sounds like a pretty good gig. I mean, I, I have heard the royals complain over the years that, you know, a life of public service is really difficult, and I think, I think anybody that would like take a minute to sort of see that for what it is would understand that. Like, like a life of public service, like really, like what would the people think? What's my station here? Like, this is what I got to do. I got to do, you know, weddings, funerals, car dealerships, that kind of stuff. Like, I think it's pretty trying if your entire existence is based on, you know, basically what your what your station and your duty to your people are. I mean, that seems kind of exhausting. I mean, there are definitely people that are you know, built for that sort of thing. And I find that people that like live a life of public service do that and they do it well, but I don't know that I can necessarily be born into it, but that's kind of where I'm at. Um, so that's sad, I guess if you're, especially if you're uh, a follower of the monarchy and stuff like that, it's not that big of a deal to me. It just, Prince Philip has been around my entire life, despite how old people think I actually am. (laughs) It would be cool if Queen Elizabeth gets herself a much younger man. I just don't think that's going to happen. Because she's like 94, 95 or whatever. Like, I do feel bad for her son, Prince Charles, because he's been waiting to be king for... I mean, he, he's got to be in his 60s at this point. Like, man, come on, Grandma. You got to move. got to move. Got to move, Grandma. Oh, man. So what's going on uh, in the Hard Rock Lunchbox world? There is a new episode, as there oft is, of the Top 20 out today. I did not get a chance to watch it. I did, however, pull it up to see which one it was. And it was the episode that I almost died during. So, like, I would recommend watching that, especially if you're a fan of me dying or my death specifically. That would be a good one to catch. It was actually the food poisoning week, and you got to see me just as I started angling up... (laughs) I will tell you that I didn't get any better. Um, oh, sorry. 
I didn't get any worse, but I didn't really get mar- markedly better until that following Sunday. So, if they're like you're, like I said, if you're a fan of me not feeling well or anything like that, this is definitely an episode for you. And while you're over there, feel free to check out what's going on in other areas of the Strangerhood universe. Uh, Bacon is my podcast has a um, new episode with the Luna Gray who I had absolutely no idea who she was until I saw this interview, so now I can't say that. And it's all thanks to Bacon Is My Podcast, so check that out. Um, I haven't seen any other new programming going on over there. The last thing I saw was Jimmy's Will It Sound Good Acoustic, and of course it did, and that was his Cheap Chick one. Uh, If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Um, I don't want to say that, uh, you know, I know that there's a lot of other programming coming up, uh, I don't know that uh, jamming. I don't know. I don't. I know that there's been discussions with Chris for another jamming with a stranger, but I don't know when that's coming out. Um, and I have no idea what Monty or Frank are doing, so I don't know. Uh, and as for the rest of the contributors, there's a whole lot of uh, bacon. It's my podcast stuff coming up. I know that it's there because I've seen that it exists, but I have absolutely no idea what it is. So make sure you check that out every, every Monday. And of course, you can catch the top twenty here every Thursday, first thing Thursday mornings. And then uh, basically relive something that happened two weeks ago. So if you can't make the show, definitely check that out. Also, I find that we're uh, the top twenty is very popular with people with short-term amnesia. So if we could just get this out to that community, I'm pretty sure this will be a huge hit in no time. I appreciate that. I honestly don't have much nonsense to talk about. I had a couple things. Uh, By the way, I'm trying something new. I have the lights off. Uh, The house lights are off. Um, Because I didn't know if that was distracting in the Top 20 video. Basically, like, for everything I know about being a musician and stuff... Do I have a stain on my shirt already? Man. Oh, don't worry. I think it's one of those deodorant stains. So, not actually food stains. Those would probably be more here, more centrally located. Definitely there. This is like... Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Not not a really good video guy. That, you know, and that's, I got to tell you, man, that has been a driving factor in most of my public life. I abhor being on camera. I, I don't like it. I have serious body image issues. I have just being alive issues, and I don't like that being broadcast to anybody in any medium whatsoever. I am much more comfortable just being a voice in the air. Uh, and wave them like you just don't care, but I don't like being uh, I don't like being photographed. I don't like I, I don't like my image at all. Like if we could just stand somebody in for me, I'm thinking you know like a younger Denzel Washington. Like that would work better for me if that's if that's a thing we could do. I don't know if we can animate that, but I'm not really sure. But man, I hate. <laughs> So, anyway, aside from being gross, I also have the lights off because I wanted to see if that would be less distracting. Apparently, the aperture of my iPhone 7, I know, we're doing so well here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox that I have an iPhone 7, right? Me and everybody in Kazakhstan. So, uh, but I think the aperture is just opening and closing because of the light differential. Good news, though, on the horizon, though, is uh, my power port on this thing is hella messed up. So I might actually have to get a new phone soon because I'm not putting $150 into a five-year-old phone, right? I'm just not going to do that. Um, 
but I definitely don't want to put $900 into a new phone, so I'm going to have to figure out a way to scheme on some of that free iPhone goodness over uh, with the good people of AT&T. Not a sponsor yet, but uh, play your cards right. We could probably move some of them phones for you. But, man, um, so I got the lights off, trying something new. I can already see it just sort of flickering in the screen that this isn't going to work. But what I've noticed for me is it's making me really sleepy because it's really very dark in here. I got one light right there. It's just like a big donut light. And, uh, yeah, I'm basically falling asleep here at the beginning of the box. So I'm probably not going to do that stuff with the lights off from now on. But uh, remember, you were here to see it first, people. So good job on you. So, anyway, I had a couple things I was going to discuss, a couple things that have come up this week, kind of like con- conceptual ideas and stuff that's going on with the band. Um, I don't think I want to do any of that for the top 20 because, uh, to be perfectly honest, the stuff going on with the band, I'd rather just stay on the box and not have it be part of the top 20. I'm sorry if you're a top 20 listener. I just, there's a little something about like having some stuff is not meant for like video consumption. Like, let's just, let's just say that. So the other thing I was considering talking about, though, is, and it's perfectly, perfectly sensible in this day and age, especially as the entire world is basically changing, you know, as we head into, head from mid-COVID to post-COVID, and how people are going to be spending their time working, right? People are returning to work. People have been returning to work. People have been at work this whole time. Um, there is definitely a shift and a change in the way people are approaching their their tasks as as workers and jobs. Businesses are starting to charge more money for the same services because they've lost so much money over the past 18 months and they need to handle all these restrictions and rules and regulations and that costs money. But everything is just slowly creeping up. And keep in mind, the minimum wage is not. They were trying to do that, but it's not. So... All these other things are going up price-wise, but not actual wages. Wages have not increased at all. The only thing that's really kind of done anything is a lot of expenses have decreased because people that are working from home that are fortunate enough to do that don't have to pay for the expense of getting themselves back and forth. It's wear and tear on a vehicle or a bus or a subway ticket or gas or stuff like that or tolls. I mean, tolls are going up again in New York City. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, where the hell do you think this money is going to come from? Like, it's already like $72 to cross the Verrazano Narrows. I mean, like, at what at point is that, like, at what point do you actually just own the bridge? Like, is that just a down payment at this point? Like, but, anyway. So, um, one of the things that came up this week, it always makes me think about uh, this. I, I am, I am a big supporter of labor unions. I'm a big supporter of them for a couple of reasons. Uh, the main reason is because corporate America is this big, giant animal that is not a lot of people, but an incredible amount of power. And if you're at a big company, say something like, I don't know, GM, or even something you know bigger like Bank of America, and you're on that board, there's like 12 members, right? And, and definitely a CEO, but there's like, say, 20 people basically super in charge of that company. Hundreds and thousands of employees work there, and none of them have any say because they can just be fired because these people have all the power. What labor unions do 
is they create a balance in that power. They create a collective bargaining chip. And I don't know if any of you were following what was going on in Alabama or Arkansas, one of the shitty A states. They were trying to unionize Amazon workers, and Amazon beat that down. And I, for the life of me, do not understand the logic of people that are anti-unions. I have heard every single argument. I have heard all the talk about, well, there's grift and there's corruption, um, and people don't like paying union dues and stuff like that. And Yeah, man, I get it. But you are nowhere on your own. And believe me, the other side of that argument of that argument has all the power and all the money. And the reason you need a union is so that you can have a voice. And people forget, like, unions didn't always exist. It's a product of the 20th century. Unions and, and, and you know, in, uh, commercial productivity and employment laws are the things that prevented employers from, say, firing you if you didn't work seven days a week prevented you from using your kids to do the work it created stuff like osha so that they didn't send you into coal mines without them being safe this is all because of labor unions believe me the corporates they didn't want any of that stuff it cost them money it cost them money to be make things safe i would you know i'd rather have you just drill in for coal or diamonds or whatever and not have to like pump air in there like the pumping air in there that that costs money it just does so it's not in my best interest as corporate America to actually supply you with that sort of stuff. And it's also, you know, the thing that, like, strong unions are able to really get stuff for their members. Like, you may not like it as a taxpayer that we have to pay, like, benefits and stuff to police and teachers and all that other stuff. But those unions are the ones that got that from them. And you should be mad because the union you're not in is not getting it for you. And it just doesn't make any sense to me why people, average people that work, would be anti the very thing that's looking out for their best interests. And like I said, I've heard all of it. Like I don't feel like paying like two cents on every, you know, five dollars for union dues. But these people are the ones that are getting you the raises, like the automatic cost of living raises. Like if you work at a supermarket, that's unions, man. Like the reason butchers in supermarkets get so much money is because of unions. And it's not like they're driving Ferraris. They're getting cost of living increases. Like this is what they do. And if you're going to point out to me like, oh, well, Jimmy Hoffa was a bad guy and he was the Teamster leader. Yeah, the dudes from Enron were way bad guys and they... Nothing happened to them, and nobody seems to care because they expect them to be corrupt. But you need people to balance that out. And I just I don't understand why people can't understand this very basic, simple rule of arguing. Not everything is David and Goliath, and not everything has David winning. Like, it just isn't. In fact, most the reason that that story got into the Bible, and if you don't know, Goliath was a giant, and David was a little, 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 little guy. Not a little person, but definitely not a giant. And he slayed the giant. The reason that made it into the Bible is because it's a like, holy crap, I can't believe that happened, because it never happens. The little guy doesn't take down the big guy, and if it ever happens, we're all like, oh my god, that was an amazing story. Because it is. And it's usually just a story. You know who takes down a big guy? Another big guy. Just seems kind of basic and simple and 
I realize that we live in a world where stuff that some people think are basic and simple and not intellectually challenging might very well be, but your ignorance and stupidity and inability to grasp grand concepts like people should earn a living wage is not does not make it true. You should be ashamed if, of yourself if you can't understand that, if you're not smart enough or intelligent enough or educated enough or well-read enough to understand these things. Like, you really should be ashamed of yourself. And I urge you to actually do more. The reason this all came up, aside from the union busting uh, with Amazon, is because some stuff came down this week with uh, a friend of mine that just totally reminds me of the story that I always tell. Like, my, my grandfather... My grandfather, when he was a kid, uh, my great-grandfather had passed away early when my grandfather was still a kid, like 12 or 13. Uh, His older brother basically just bailed on the family and took off. So my grandfather actually took to the streets. He dropped out of school and took to the streets to work. This was like the 30s, I'm going to say. And he was a paper boy for the New York Times. That's literally like... you. You see that stuff like in Johnny Dangerous, like, hey, mister, you want a paper? That was my grandfather in New York City. He retired from the New York Times in his 60s, maybe like late 50s in his 60s. With the exception of he, he, had, he took a hiatus. Uh, he, he was in the Army. Oh, sorry, excuse me. He was in the Navy. He was in the Pacific in World War II. Stationed in Pearl Harbor, by the way, but was not at Pearl Harbor. They were actually out at sea when Pearl Harbor happened. And then after his stint with the Navy, he actually opened a charter company in the uh, in the in the Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands. He bought a boat. Him, and my grandmother, brought a boat, and they had a charter company where they would basically do exactly that. They had a yacht, and they would charter people out that would come visit, you know, wherever to come visit Virgin Islands. In fact, that is where I learned how to swim, actually. (laughs) I know. Um, I learned how to swim in the Caribbean because my grandfather basically threw me into the uh, Caribbean Ocean. So, good job. We did not have a great relationship. (laughs) But, uh, when he came back, uh, he, he worked for the New York Times again. So he he went to he started in the New York Times. He went into the Navy, came back worked for the Times. Then he did his chartering company. Then he came back from that, uh, and then he worked for the New York Times until he retired. And the point of that is that he was a good employee and worked for a good company, and both respected each other on either side of that. Was my grandfather replaceable? Maybe. Was he indispensable? Oh. He ended up being the proofreader for the New York Times crossword puzzle. The man used to do that shit in pen every Sunday morning and would drive me absolutely bananas because I I couldn't even do it in pencil. I couldn't do it in magic alien ink because I couldn't I didn't know those answers. But he was a proofreader for that. Like that is a pretty big gig if you're gonna be a kind of snobby sort of intellectual stuff. But my point is, is that the company that he worked for was a strong company and it valued its employees enough that it kept promoting them from inside. And he, being a good employee, like a good model American employee, always did good by the company, gave that extra inch when he needed to because he knew that that company would always take care of him. That is over. 
That has not been going on in the mainstream culture in many, 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 many moods. And that is a very significant problem. And you can see it on both sides. Unfortunately, we have to interface with it with the usual, like, 17-year-old kid that's working the cashier thing at whatever we're at. And he's also on his phone, so he's not paying attention to anything that you're doing. Or he's just checking his phone, didn't even realize you were there. And that kid is not putting in anything because he knows it's just a blow-off job until he gets his real job. Which is probably going to be right back in that supermarket if he works like that. I raise my kids to never do that. You put your phones away when you get to work, and you do your job, and you check your phone on your break, and that is that. If I had ever seen an employee of mine on their phone while they were working, they would not be working there all that often. But to the kid's point, like, who cares, man? What's he going to do? Go up to be, like, assistant manager? Like, that's really the goal? And then one day he'll be making too much money, so he'll just get fired and be replaced by Tammy coming in from, like, the East Meadow store? Like, is that really where we're at? Yeah, that's really where we're at. That stuff happens all the time. Employees are working for employers, just looking for that next big scheme. Like, this has better benefits. This has better money. Oh, this gives me a parking spot. And employers are constantly like, well, how do we get rid of all these employees? Because salaries cost us the most money because we have to pay for their salaries, their um, their their Social Security, sometimes their insurance. So we need to get rid of as many of these employees as possible. And all those employees know that, so they don't have any loyalty towards the employer. Like, until we actually start doing something to change that, you're never going to get this this dynamic fixed, ever, ever, because nobody wants anybody. And I'm not saying that people aren't indispensable and not saying that people aren't replaceable, because a lot of times they are. But if you have somebody with 50 years experience with your company, that has a little worth to it. And I feel like people just look at some number, some bean counter sits behind a desk and goes, we're paying an awful lot in salaries to George here, so we should probably get rid of him because it's going to save us money. As opposed to, this is a dude that just spent 50 years with the New York Times, and uh, I think he's probably a valuable employee to keep. People don't do that anymore. People are looking at money, and only money. And when you look at people as if they're just dollars and cents, you're just going to only see dollars and cents. And it's a shame. You have people in your company that are valuable to the success of your company, whether you think so or not. Take a hard look at what you're doing to the people that work for you. Are they doing a good job? Are they making your company better? Are they worth keeping? Are they are they actually replaceable? Yep, you can stick anybody in a suit if you want to. You could put a monkey with a banana in that suit. But are they going to do that job? And what is that value? And how much of that value is valuable to you? I don't know, man. I'm sorry I rambled so much. I had two things. They didn't go so great together. Hardly peanut butter and chocolate. Won't be the last time, I'm sure. I'm going to play some music, figure out the other thing I want to talk about, figure out how I'm going to say that publicly once I turn this video camera off, and we can just lose this shot of my awful cleavage. Thank you. Thank you for that. Jimmy sent me in a song from uh, the band Porcupine Tree that we used to play here a lot. I looked it up. We played it a lot back in 2017, and then I just stopped playing it because I get, you know, I guess the flavor was gone, and that sort of happens. But man, doesn't make it any less of a great song. So it kicks off the box today. It's shallow on the box.